Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Happy Easter to you. Today we're starting a brand new series called Power. Today's sermon is called Of Love. That's right, the power of love. We hope today's message is truly going to be a blessing to you as we honor the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. Man, oh man, that was awesome. So this is a brand new series that we're going to be starting called Power. And I truly believe this series is going to touch your life. And man, I am so pumped up about it today. So today we're going to start this series called Power. And the title of this one is Of Love. Power of Love. Now I want you guys to think with me for a second. I need your help this morning. Can y'all help me out just a little bit? I need y'all to help me. Think about your favorite love song. Love song. Anybody thinking? Anybody thinking? Some of y'all, I've been looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> Come on, throw some more at me. I got one here. Power love. I don't know the words, but the power of love. <laughs> Back to the future. But Tina Turner had this hit song that says, What's love got to do with it? What's love got to do with it? I don't know the words to the song. I should have wrote the lyrics on the telephone. <laughs> Y'all, I had to upgrade. Check this out. Check this bad boy out. <laughs> I had to use Tasha's computer. So I'm using a, a software here that I'm in love with. This software is amazing. But I got on there last night and realized that there's no print feature. <laughs> so I had to use a... Improvised, so I had to use her computer. So, but, but your favorite love song. Tasha, what's our favorite love song? Shania Twain. Shania Twain. I'm stuck on you. Stuck on you. Online campus, I can't, my phone's over there because I had this big, gigantic computer that I had to stick up here. See, there's power. See, there's so much power in here. The lights are flickering. But, but. But I love this software. We we love different things. I mean, love defines us in, 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 in different ways. It defines our emotions, right? That's an emotion that we have. We love certain things. We love certain people. Love can also be what? Romantic. Oh, I love you, darling. And it also can be an emphasis of how we treat other people. How we treat people. So think about this. If you love somebody, how are you going to treat them? You're going to treat them pretty good, right? Hey, I love you guys, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy you lunch, and I'm going to take you to lunch. Because I love you guys. If, if you, hang on, hang on. Not all y'all today. I'm just using this example. <laughs> but you can tell when I love somebody because if I take you out to, to eat lunch, and I buy your meals because I love you. <laughs> now, if I don't do it every time, don't mean I don't love you every time. It's just I don't have a deep wallet. It's kind of dusting it right now. But but there's times that I, I'll go out and I, I thank everybody in here, uh, minus just a couple of you, I have bought your meals and we have all have went and, and had a meal together and I bought every one of you, right? Not boasting, but that's just because I love you guys. I love doing that. And so it's, it shows that I care and it's a passion for you guys. And I love to eat. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I love, 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 love to eat. One of my favorite things to eat, and I love to munch on, are them Krispy Kreme donuts. Krispy Kreme. And I want y'all to know, I ain't had no Krispy Kreme donuts since January 1. 
It's so bad. They keep tempting me at work. They keep praying to me. And they know how much I love. They'll open them up. They'll be like, listen, I know you love these things. And they'll start whiffing them over there. They'll be like, I know how much you love these donuts. Shame on y'all. I know y'all are watching. <laughs> Stop it. Stop doing that. You're making me not love you guys at work. <laughs> but loving people. I love people. I love showing my wife how much I love her. Now, she'll tell you, you can't buy love, but by God, it makes it easy, right? No, I'm just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, but, but, but we show each other how much we love each other by the things we do for one another. And, you know, of course, she forces me to buy her meals. She forces me to cook for her. I'm just kidding. She, she does. Uh, then she chasing around with a little wand on the... <laughs> one time was enough. But, but love is how we do show our emotions and that romantics to one another and then into our favorite food. So think about it. What's your favorite food? Ooh, tacos. So think, Ribby, really. How much do you love going to eat tacos? I love it so much I'm going today. But we love those things. I have a, I have a desire to love my wife, so I constantly want to keep going back for more. And just like tacos are our favorite meals, I want to keep going back for more because I love those things. So I'm going to share something with you guys. I shared a little bit last week, but I'm going to share it again with you. Here at Medic Church, our vision is to have a church where everyone belongs. Everyone belongs. A, a place where you're welcome as you are, no matter what background you come from. We love everybody. So, so check this out. So that's, that's her vision. We want to have a place where everyone belongs. Everyone, no matter where you come from, everyone. But our mission is, our mission at Medic Church is to build a growing relationship with our community and surrounding areas by showing them the same love God has shown us. We don't want to be a church, but be the church. Why am I sharing this with you guys? It's because I want you guys to all the time know what our vision and our mission is here at Medic Church. We want you guys to, you know, anybody, online campus, you come here and, and we're going to love on you. If you made pastor states, we're going to love on you. We're going to show you that same compassion and love that God shows each and one, every one of us. So when, who in here loves someone? It could be a husband, a wife, a kid, a family member, a mom, a dad, etc., etc. Anybody love somebody? Anybody? None of y'all? My gosh, Tasha did he, she like, I don't even love him no more. Let me just push him, get off the stage. <laughs> I don't love him. <laughs> Whatever. So, none of y'all love nobody? Yeah. Oh, look, look, I look, I got one vision here. I can't look across the whole thing. You gotta keep them up more in a second. <laughs> but you love your husbands. You love your wives. You love our kids. You love yourself. You have to love yourself. But what is love? What is love? When you say, hey, I love my wife, I love my husband, I love my, my significant other, I love my kids, I love my mom and dad. What is that love? What is love? What is love? So we're going to find out. According to the dictionary, according to the dictionary now, love is an intense feeling of deep affection. Ooh. So, 
Y'all stop. Y'all getting married. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. But the deep feeling of emotions there. I mean, affections. Affections. I love you. I love you. Imagine being in a relationship where somebody didn't love the other one. Anybody ever been in those relationships? Me too. Anybody ever been betrayed by someone where you thought you were in love with them? And all of a sudden, it didn't work out. They didn't care. They didn't show you that deep affection. Let's see what the Urban Dictionary says, what love is. So you go on the World Wide Web there. They got two different dictionaries, so I had to get you all the right ones here. <laughs> so, But love is defined as the act of caring and giving to someone. Having someone's best interest and well-being as a priority in your life. True love is very selfless act. It's pretty cool, right? There's that's some real good things. See, I care for people. I give to people. You know, I'm talking about, you know, I take you guys to, to, to you know, we go out to eat, I'll buy your meals and uh, every once in a while because I care for your well-being and I love doing that and, and I care for people. That's why I got into the health field is because I care for people. I care about their well-being. I love doing my jobs. Y'all got that? I said jobs. <laughs> But, but I've, I've loved doing in there and giving my selfless act of kindness to these people. I put them as a priority. How many of you, you know, you're talking about you love these people and then you've picked which ones that you loved is, do you care about their well-beings? Do you truly show them that best interest? I know for me, I, I, and I always talk about my kids and I tell them, I always want to give them the best that I can. Now, they don't always get what they want, but they always get what they need. Now, we do give them things that they want time to time. Every time we look, Walmart would have all my money, and they wouldn't have nothing on the shelves if I went there and got them something every time. I, Daddy, I want this, 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 this. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Birthday's coming. <laughs> After birthdays, Christmas is coming. Y'all work with me here. But, but, we, <laughs> but we make sure they have what they need. Baby, listen, I'm going to make sure you have what you need. I'm going to make sure you have food on the table. I'm going to make sure it may not be what you want, but I'm going to make sure you have what you need. And, and I, I, I like what the Bible says here in John 15 and 13. I added this one in here last minute, media guys, sorry. It says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Ooh, that's deep right there. Who in here wants to lay their life down for a friend? Who's going to take a bullet for me? <laughs> Anybody? Andrew. I know Andrew will take a bullet for me. Half the reason because I'm going to push him in front of him. Right here, right here, man. Shoot him right here. <laughs> I'm going to shoot him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'd take one for you, man. I got you. All of you, I would. I would go to the ends of the earth for you. I'd go to the ends of to take my, not my, take my own life, but the, the, the sacrifice my own life to help you get out of the situation that we're in. I remember one time watching The Walking Dead. <laughs> so let me tell you what happened in The Walking Dead. So hashtag, it's saying this, this is a spoiler alert if you've never seen it. Hashtag, it's back in the beginning, so it wasn't towards the end. But 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 one time they was out there, and I don't know, I guess all you know what The Walking Dead is about is a zombie movie and all this other good shenanigans. But they were out there, and this one, these two clowns, they go out to like a mall. They're going out for supplies. And, and while they're out there, one of them hurts their ankle. 
and the other guys with them. And all of a sudden, all these little zombies started coming towards them. And the guy's hopping along. He's like, dude, I ain't going to make it. He started thinking his mind. He's like, oh, snap. <laughs> if I don't hurry up, they're going to get me. <laughs> I'm going to take him out. <laughs> so he like hurt him. He fell down. He sacrificed his friend so he can get out. That ain't love we're talking about here. <laughs> that's, that's being selfless to yourself. But that's not, that's, that's not what they mean by that. But what they would mean by it is, hey man, I know something's bad about to happen. I'm going to give myself, you know, away and hurt, you know, be able to sacrifice me to save you. Our men and women in the armed services, thank you guys so much. If you served in our military, thank you for what you do each and every day and that you've done in the past. But I've heard stories where they will sacrifice themselves to save their comrades. And I remember hearing about a story a guy shared with me. He said, hey man, they, they had this grenade, this, the terrorists were out there and they threw this grenade into a group of men, or of our soldiers. And one of them decided, I'm gonna sacrifice myself to save my friend. So he took his body and he laid on the grenade. And unfortunately in this event, and it's so sad, we see that the man ended up perishing due to his injuries. But the sacrifice he made saves so many others. That is what they're talking about. Laying down one's life for one's friend. I love you guys. And if anybody dropped a grenade in here, I'd take it for the team. I'll take one for the team. But God loves us. Can you lay down your life for your friends? That's no greater love than that. So what else does the Bible say? Let's look at it. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. It says, Love is patience. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. And it is not proud. So I'm going to break this down a little bit for you guys. Love is patience. Who in here is patient with their loved ones? <laughs> not me. <laughs> Tasha will tell you, you make me late, and it just starts adding to my aggravation. If I'm late, if I tell you I'm going to be here at a certain time, you, <laughs> she will tell you. One way to get me upset, <laughs> make me late. I hate being late. And it drives my patience. I'm sitting in the car. I'm going. I'm like, I don't know what she's doing. I'm about, oh, Trina. Trina, you better come get her. I'm about to take her out. <laughs> Calm down. But love is patience. Sometimes in our relationships, we get impatient with our partners. Love is kind. There's been times I haven't been too kind to Tasha because she made me late. Girl, I'm going to tell you right now. You better start two hours sooner. <laughs> I've got to the point now, I'm telling her, what time we got to be there? I tell her like two hours before it is. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> uh, verse 5 here. I said, this does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And it keeps no record of wrongs. Now, y'all look at this. It does not dishonor others. And this, is, and this is love, it's a whole, not just your relationship, this is your friend relationship, this is everybody. Don't dishonor others. I know people's done me wrong, people's messed me up in my past, and they've done some very bad things to me, but there's a lot of times I say, hey, listen, we ain't going to discuss these things out here in the public. We ain't going to dishonor them. I taste some things that happen, but I'm not, they're not here to defend themselves, so we, I'm not doing, uh, we ain't going down that road. Don't be self-seeking. Don't worry about oneself. Worry about how you can help others. Don't be easily angered. Ooh, that's a tough one for me. 
You make me late? It's like a, mm. I had a good, I had, my, my grandpa always told me, son, don't ever be late. Don't ever be late. If you're 10 minutes late, or if you're 10 minutes early, you're late. <laughs> if you're on time, you're super late. You're beyond late. You might as well go back home. That's what he told me. But it keeps the record of wrong. How many in here, when you've been in those heated arguments with your friends or your spouse or your significant other, you have pulled open the filing cabinet of all the wrongdoings. Tasha does it all the time. She has, she has it stored. She has it programmed. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to use all those negative records out. We're pointing fingers. <laughs> Stop it! Stop pointing fingers! Online campus! Stop pointing fingers! <laughs> I know it's Bill over here. I know it's him. <laughs> Verse 6 here, it says, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. There's times we make mistakes in our relationships. There's times we make uh, mistakes with our friends. Don't entertain the evil stuff in your relationships, but rejoice with the truth. Verse 7, it always protects us, always trust, always hope, always preserve. <laughs> My tongue twisting here. So we've got to always protect ourselves and our relationships. We've got to hold those things. We've got to trust one another. I told you guys, when we did our relationship uh, goal series, one thing that me and Tasha have with one another is we trust one another. We always are looking out how to protect one another. One thing we have set up purposely here is how to protect our ministry, how to protect us in our ministry. And she'll tell you, as the pastor's wife, that that there's things that that not I don't intentionally share with her to protect her and her ministry area, so it doesn't put her in a bad predicament. So we protect the relationship because I don't want anybody to ever think. Well, they ever talking about us? We share what needs to be shared with one another. I love what verse eight says. It says love never fails. There will. But when they are prosperous, they will cease. Where they are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. So, so I love that love never fails. When we have love, it never fails. When you truly love somebody and you truly have a love and desire for somebody, a spouse, a friend, a, 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 a family member, when you truly love these people, that love will never fail. It doesn't matter how bad or how wrong they have treated you. That love never fails one another. I know for me and, and my wife, when we've had arguments and we've pulled up the filing cabinets of past things and past issues, we've had to say to one another, hey, I'm sorry, but love never failed us. We didn't let these things get between us. And we've learned how to deal and cope with these certain things in our life. Dump my microphone down. <laughs> But have you ever made a mistake at work? Anybody ever made a mistake at work? Anybody? Anybody? I know I have. Y'all can be honest. I am. Me too. So, so maybe it was, you know, just one of those days you, you were just having an off day. It was a Monday and you woke up, your hair was already bad and, and you, you just rushing out the door. You done forgot your lunch that you done meal prep for the week and everything's going wrong now. You're running a little bit behind in traffic. And you just have an overall bad day. And when you get to work, you make a mistake at work. Maybe you're somebody that has a huge degree in this area of work that you're in, this field of work. Maybe you have years and years of experience. But yet, 
You made a simple mistake. You've been successful your whole entire career. Your whole entire career, you've been good. You've been successful. But once one day, you just wasn't having that great day and you made a huge mistake. Does that mean that you're still not successful? Does that mean that, that, you know, your coworkers still don't love you? Should you quit your job? Oh, you made this, made this mistake. You know, you have all these years of experience. You have a, a degree in this area. Should you quit your job? Should you leave? Does this mistake, this certain mistake defy who you are? Does it defy your career? So, and it's true that, that people make mistakes. See, that's, that's reality. That's reality. I made mistakes. I'm sure all you guys made mistakes. I'm sure we all make mistakes every day, right? But that's just reality. We make mistakes. We mess up. And see, you may be just really good at your job. You might be good at their jobs. I'm really good at my jobs. But I make mistakes. I mess up. But see, see, these mistakes can be corrected. Mistakes can be corrected, and they can't define who you are. So you can mess up. You can mess up. And you can mess up at your jobs. You can be really good, and you can mess up. But you can fix those areas that need to be fixed. You can correct those things, and don't let them defy you. You're taking notes. You can lean on the truth of who you are more than the mistakes that you've made. So you can lean on the truth of who you are more than you can on the mistakes that you made. See, everyone in here I know has made a mistake. Has made a mistake. Has messed up. So how many in here has a family member? Because <laughs> we just celebrated what? St. Patrick's Day. What was it for St. Valentine's Day? Then we had New Year's Day. What was that thing before that? Christmas. Christmas. And you was dreading going to Christmas. Because that family member was there and you know good and well, they done jacked up in their life. <laughs> they done screwed up bad. They done messed up and you, and you're gonna have to go in there and you're gonna have to face them. And you don't be around them. But I've learned through the course of, of seeing different people and, in, in areas of, of my walk in life, it's just, even our mistakes, we still have people that love us. People that still love us. See, y'all <laughs> may go to your family and you're like, oh gosh, I don't really want to go. Trina's going to be there. And I know all the bad things she's done in her life. But there's other people there that still love her. Still invited her to come to the table to eat. Still invited her to have fun and enjoy Christmas and Thanksgiving, the birthday parties. See, give me our mistakes. They still loved us. See, Tasha still loves me. Even some of the mistakes I've done. Things I've done to her and said to her. Things that in my past that she knows about, she still loves me in those mistakes that I have made. See, but when you do have somebody in your family member right now that, that you know just, man, they've just messed up. They've done something wrong. They've done bad things, ugly things. We need to still love them. We still need to give them that encouragement. We still need to pray for them. It can be difficult, 
Man, they done some deep, dark stuff, Pastor Michael. They done some hard stuff. Some stuff they should have went to jail for. Or maybe they went to jail for and now they're out. You mean I still got to love them? Still love them, even though it's difficult. Still love them. Don't give up on them. Don't give up on them. Pray for them. Pray, pray, pray. And say you had to be their best friends, but pray for them. And believe. And believe and keep believing that their life will be changed. So, I tell you all the time, it ain't our job and our responsibility to try to change people. It's our job to love people and show them the same love that God shows us so that God can change them. See, in the, uh, point number three here, if you're taking notes, the key is to never stop loving them. Never stop loving them. How do you love someone who might not love you back? How do you love someone that don't love me back? I go to my family all the time and now I know they don't love me. How do I go? How to work? And I know they don't love me at work. No matter how hard you try, they don't care. They don't care about me. I've tried everything. I've took them to lunch. I've took them to dinner. And they still don't love me. See, I know there's a lot of people out there that love and care for one another. There's a lot of people out there. I know people right now that would lay down their life for them. I know it. I know that there's people out there that still love these individuals that don't love them back. They've done me wrong. I can tell you right now, there's a guy right now, right now, that it took me a long time to get over. If he walked in the store, the first thing, I'd want to throat punch him, but I, if something bad were to happen, grenade would be thrown, I'd lay down my life for him because I've had to get, to get close to God and say, God, forgive me. And to help me forgive them. They may not love me back. They may turn around and walk back out the door. And that's okay. But I also know this guy. Who at the ultimate distance. The ultimate distance. To love people. To love each and every one of us. And people still. Still. Don't love him back. It's crazy, right? So I'm going to tell you guys real quick about the greatest and the biggest love story of all times. Let's look at John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world, even His only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Or in this one, some versions said everlasting. This says eternal life. Verse 17 says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Now, that's true love. That's true love. I'm going to close with this. To give up, to give up your only Son for the world. The world now. You're going to give up your only son here for the world. See, see why, why did Jesus endure all this great pain? All this great pain. He suffered on the cross and he died. Why did he do this? He went through torment. Why did he do this for me and you? Why? 
Why do people still not care and still turn their back on God knowing that He done this great sacrifice for us? Why didn't God just, why didn't Jesus there hanging on the cross, why didn't He just save Himself? Why didn't He? Why didn't He save Himself? He could have sitting there hanging on the cross, you know, with one word, with one word, with one single word, He could have said, hey, come get me. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. You know, Friday night, we done something here at the church, and, and uh, I hope you guys watched it. If you didn't, I encourage you to go back and watch it. But, but we talked about Good Friday. We talked about what was looked bad and what was looked, you know, what we call Bad Friday at that moment. It's looked horrible. God still went through the pain, went through the suffering for me and you. It looked bad. It looked horrible. And, and we talked about how Jesus could at any moment just said, come get me. But he kept going. See, you guys keep looking at this. He loved each and one of, every one of us. Each and every one of you, he's loved. Online campus, people listen to this podcast later on. He loves you so much. He loved you that much. And what I like about this is, is you know, after Jesus died on the cross, all Everybody was sitting there. And on Friday night, everybody was sitting there and all, lost all hope. Oh gosh, he's gone. He's dead. He's not, he's, the Savior's gone. They killed him. What are we going to do now? I believe that all hope was lost. Everybody in their mind at that moment was saying, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. How can we go on this pain that we're on, I, you know, in our life? Where is Jesus? When I need him, when I'm suffering here in person, here on earth now, where is God when I need him? Where is he the when I needed him the most? Where was he when people were betraying me, when people were talking bad about me behind my back? Where was he when my family members were strung out on drugs? Where is God when I need him right now? See, I'm going to tell you guys, a lot can happen in seven days. Because on Sunday... On Palm Sunday, they were praising that he was coming into town, to town with palms. They were ready. They were excited to see Jesus. But on Friday, he was dying on the cross for me and you. See, we're lucky. We know the end of the story. On Saturday, I bet they were all, as the news was traveling, oh God, Jesus is dead. But on that Sunday morning, on that Sunday morning, when they went to the tomb, Jesus had done Stepped out because the stone was rolled away. And Jesus lives each and every day. Where is Jesus when we're hurting? Where is Jesus when we're suffering? He's right there with us every step of the way. See, see, I want you guys to get this. Death couldn't hold him. The grave couldn't stop him. And he's the risen King and Savior today. Wherever you're at right now, in this very moment... I want you to know that in Revelation 1 and 18, it says, I am the living one. I was dead, but look, I am alive forever and ever. And I will give peace to death and hell. See, when we got hell going on in our life, when we got all this stuff traveling up and building up all around us, Jesus has the keys to hell in his hand. And all you have to do is take it to him. Take it to him. Take it to him and give him your all today. And I know, wherever you're at, hey, well, Pastor Michael, I made mistakes. I messed up in my life. I, how could God love me? I've even turned my back on God from time to time. How could God still love me? I'm going to tell you, God still loves you today and every day. 
You make mistakes. It's okay. Don't let it defy who you are. Don't let it defy the characteristics that you have in your life. Because guess what? We can fix mistakes. We can fix issues in our life. And we can correct things that need to be fixed. So I encourage you today, wherever you're at, if you're struggling, how does God still love me? He still loves each and every one of you. He died on the cross for me and you. So we can live forever. Ever. Ever. And Jesus is the resurrected Son. I'm so excited to know that He is living each and every day right here with us. And I know that at any moment I can run to Him and call on Him and love on Him. And He'll be right there with me. And so I did want to take time today to honor God and to honor Jesus for the sacrifice that He made for each and every one of us. And it tells us in Luke in 22, 14 and 20, it says, When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the tables. And he said to them, I've endured or engagedly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. See, Jesus knew he was getting ready to go to the cross. He knew that he was getting ready to go there. He knew what he was getting ready to take place in his life. He knew what was fixing to happen. He says, in verse 16, he said, For I tell you, I will not eat again until it is it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And so, in verse 17, so why do we do communion? We do this as a remembrance to God and to what Jesus done for us. So this morning, verse 17, it says, He says, after taking the cup, he gave it and said, he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it amongst yourselves. For I, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's right. Take this and divide it amongst yourselves. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took. Y'all want to jack this all up. <laughs> And he took his bread, gave it to him, and gave thanks and broke it. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body. So this morning, as we crinkle through these papers here, the little wafer in here is a remembrance to God's body that was broken, that was beaten for each and every one of us. So this morning, as we take and we eat this morning, let's remember the brokenness, that the body that God gave up for us, the sacrifice that Jesus made for each one of us. And he said, take this. This is my body that has been given for you to take and eat. He said, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So just like the blood that was shed for each one of us, this is to do in remembrance of him to take and drink this morning. Let's pray. Father God, I'm going to thank you so much for this day. God, I'm going to thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. God, even in our mistakes, you still loved us. Even in our mistakes, God, 
God, you still will wrap your arms around us. God, even when we turn our backs away from you, you still love us. God, you still loved us knowing, hanging on the cross, that people would still, still not care about you, still turn their backs on you. God, you still endured the pain. You still endured the suffering for us, God. And you loved us that much today and each and every day, God. God, help us to never deter from you, to stay on the course, God. God, when things get hard, when we make mistakes, know that we always can come back to you. God, if somebody don't know you today, let them know all they have to do is say the simple prayer. Father God, I'm a sinner. I know you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. God, forgive me of my sins so that I can live forever in paradise with you. God, help me when it gets hard to stay on the course. In your name I pray. Thank you again for joining us for today's podcast. If you need special prayer, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com. There's a prayer request form on there. Fill it out, hit submit. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God will meet and bless each and every need that is submitted. If you gave your life to Christ for the first time or the hundredth time today, we would love to hear about it. If you'll go to medicchurch.com and hit the contact us button and share your story with us, we would love to celebrate that new commitment to Christ. All right, we'll see you next week as we continue our power series.